0: Well, good morning once again. Welcome to Orchard Hill Church. What a great opportunity for us to gather the body of Christ, Orchard Hill Church, all our guests and visitors, to worship together on this campus. I invite you to stand together as we prepare to sing praises. Psalm 96, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation. Day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. We gather as one today, enjoying in joy and in pain, in celebration and suffering, but we gather as one under no other name, the name of Jesus. So let's gather together, let's lift our voices, let's respond to who God is and what he's done for each and every one of us through the gift of his son, Jesus. Let's worship.
1: us this morning. We are so glad that you are here. I'm going to invite our ushers to begin uh, collecting our morning gifts and offerings in advance. I want to say thank you for your generosity and for your support of the ministries of Orchard Hill Church. Uh, my name is Doug Tenson, and this is Jeff Mickey. And on behalf of our staff, Dave Bartlett, the leaders here at Orchard Hill, we, uh, we just want to thank you so much for being here and welcome all of you. To, uh, to this, our, our gathering service, which we've done for 10 years now here in this beautiful place, the Gallagher Blue, Bo- Blue Dorn Performing Arts Center on the campus of UNI. And we don't want to forget the folks who are watching us online. We want to welcome you as well. Thank you for joining us. I want to let you know too that uh, this service will be posted on our website, we hope later on today, where you will be able to view it again or share it with some of your friends now for those of you who are visiting us for the very first time uh, we want you to know that we have campuses here in Cedar Falls and also in Grundy County and pretty soon in Waverly uh, which we're excited about so if you're interested in our service times you probably picked up one of these programs when you came in they're listed in here Uh, or you can also go to our website and we got a lot of information there at orchardhillchurch.org
2: Yeah, hey, uh, I am excited to be on campus. I love coming here to worship on campus. I started in college ministry at the church about 10 years ago. And so I just want to add a special welcome. I see a few students here. I know a lot of them will come to the later service. But, um, we are so encouraged by the students and the faculty of you and I, especially as they come join our church uh, every fall. And we hope to be an encouragement to you guys as well. Uh, I had the privilege of being up at Basic on Thursday night, our worship event on campus. Uh, uh, I was sat in the back of the room just praying. There was such a spirit of, of unity and a spirit of worship. I was just praying that that would just go out and wash over this entire campus uh, this year. And if you don't know what Basic is and you're a college student, uh, you got to stick around and uh, come to our lunch after the ten. 45 service, ask people about that. It's so much more than a college-age worship event that happens at Lang Hall on Thursday nights. And so... Ask some people. You're going to find out, one of the things you're going to find out is next Thursday, Basic is actually sponsoring an incredible worship concert event right here in Gallagher Blue Dorn. Rend Collective will be here. Yeah, I hear a few woos. That's good. Yeah. Some of you are like, I don't know who Rend is. Well, if you don't know who Rend is, I don't know what rock you're under, but uh, no. Uh, if you don't know who Rend is, um, pay attention. We're going to be singing a couple of their worship songs later in the service. My Lighthouse. and uh, and build your kingdom here. Uh, I had the privilege of spending a week with them in Colorado a year ago. It's gonna be a fabulous night of worship, so come check that out. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. so we are excited about what's happening
1: at UNI and with college students through our college ministry. We're also excited about what's happening in Grundy County, too. And and, yeah, (laughs) wasn't too long ago where we had a dedication of the new property that's ours and we're really excited that very soon we're going to be turning over a whole bunch of dirt and creating a brand new worship experience and worship facility in grundy center so we're really excited about that when you came in this morning you probably noticed there were a bunch of tables set up out in the atrium well, one of those tables is a grundy county table so if you're curious about what's going on you know what's happening what's some of the latest news we'll stop over there there'll be some folks over there after the service as well as at a bunch of the other tables uh, and you can check out what's happening in grundy county one of the other tables is the waverly table too Uh, We've got a bunch of folks, yeah, yeah, we have a bunch of folks that are really, really excited about what's going on in Waverly, and that we're going to be coming in force in just a little while. Now, uh, Waverly folks, you're in the room, right? Wave your arms, wave your arms so we can see that you're here, they're they're kind of scattered around. There's one, (laughs) yep, this big. Uh, So we're actually beginning worship services on the 13th. The 20th, and then the 27th is like the big grand opening kickoff, and it's gonna be at the middle school in Waverly. We were both at the, um, there was a family night out at the park by the river there. Outdoor worship? Yeah, an outdoor worship service. It was amazing. There were so many people that showed up. So if that's a picture of the level of energy and enthusiasm
2: that's, that there's going to be in Waverly, I, I, I think we better just hold on. So yeah, really yeah, Spread about the that. word. And uh, if you live up north of Cedar Falls, um, invite people. Come check that out in September. Uh, in just a couple minutes, um, Dave is going to come, and he's going to share with us uh, the story of, of tragedy and um, incredible heartache, but also the story of incredible hope of God's presence in the midst of, of a storm. And um, I, I believe that you guys have all been invited here for a reason by God, uh, to be uh, encouraged, actually, by God's presence and by this story. Um, Doug and I actually had a first-row uh, first seat to see God at work right from the very beginning of this. Um, we were in our office, uh, in his, Doug's office, praying and really praying that God would send help immediately after the accident. And um, we got a phone call from a pastor down to the church in tallahassee florida and so right away we see god at work through his people and through his church and when you get a call from a stranger um and sometimes especially when it's a pastor you're a little bit cautious when they're offering help you know, like how wide open do you, do you throw that door and so we passed it on to dave and, and dave followed up with the call and um it's incredible how uh this church just came alongside and cared so beautifully and so well through their people and uh, it really came from a prompting that one man named Hank uh had from the holy spirit so um our caravan trip went down to florida Dustin, florida this summer and we were about two and a half hours from tallahassee so a group of us were like we've got to go over and meet these people because they're like family now and so we went over and we got to hear hank's story of just uh, how god worked in his life how he just saw the story on the news immediately after it happened and then he saw it again later in the afternoon he saw it again when he went home from work he saw it again on his internet in the morning he, and he clicked on the link and he saw that Ben Bartlett was a member of this church, of Orchard Hill Church. And he said, that's it. He was a deacon in his own church. He said, my church can do something to help. So he called his pastor and that's how that all got started. And, and not only was it, was it Pastor Dave, and not only was it Hank, Hank and all their people, but right from the very beginning, uh, Officer Moore, the first person on mm. the scene, uh, he actually heard we were in, in, at the church, at Celebration Church. He drove 30, 40 minutes out of his way to come visit with us while we were there. He said the minute he arrived on the scene, he just felt God's presence right there as he, as he visited with Aaron. And then he, uh, he continues to this day. He pulled out a, a picture later and showed a picture of the Bartlett family that he carries with him everywhere he goes, praying for the Bartlets. Uh, he has children that are uh, Charlie and Bailey's ages. And uh, so just these are amazing people we had a chance to meet and, uh, and hang out with them and hear their stories. And we are trying to build a church just like that here. We've seen so many other churches, Willow Creek and Prairie Lakes and Naz, and all these churches here in the Cedar Valley. We are wanting to build a church like that, that's compassionate, that brings hope and light to a broken world. And uh, we're glad you're here, and we're glad that uh, Dave's sharing this message with us of how we do that. So I'm going to invite Dave up as, uh, as we pray uh, for his words this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, you are incredibly good. Father, it is you who rushes to meet us immediately when the winds pick up and the rain start to pour down. It is you who holds us up. It is you who rescues us. It is you who stands with us and walks with us every step of the way and carries us home. Father, you've brought each one of us here because I believe you have something to share with us to help us know you more to help us embrace you more to help us follow you to be encouraged Lord by who you are and the work you want to do in our lives so I would just ask that you'd open up our hearts and our minds to what you want to say to each one of us here and father I thank you for Dave I thank you for his faith I thank you for how you have given him such a great family. And I thank you for how you have worked in his life to help him know you and to help him build such a strong house on such a strong foundation that he is able to come and share this with us this morning. Be with him. Hold him up. Help him to speak clearly, passionately. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
3: Amen. 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 Thanks, Jeff. Good morning, and thanks for coming. I've come to share with a room full of my friends. It's a big room. Uh, I've come to share our story this morning because I think many of you here and those of you watching online need hope and encouragement. Critical health issues and financial struggles or divorce or job loss or the death of a parent or a spouse or a loved one has struck your life, many of you, like a storm. Some of you are in shock from your storm right now, and some of you, I've talked to some of you this week, are simply worn out by a storm that never seems to end, and it just goes on and on and on. Some of you are in that storm. I wrote down a list of my friends in this room who are in storms, Chuck, Paul, Dawn, Steve, Fred, the list goes on and on and on. It's like real people. Some of you are here this morning, and you're not in a storm. But you probably know or love somebody who is in a storm. Or you have a storm coming in your future, like Lynn and I did, and it's yet unseen. Jesus was clear. In this world you will have trouble. But rejoice, for I have overcome the world, he said. We often at Orchard Hill Church, we have this saying that one out of five people who come on a Sunday morning have a broken heart. I believe that number is higher here this morning. It's higher than one out of five. And since the accident, I've been amazed how many people want to share with me the pain in their lives. Sick children, dying spouses, dementia, Alzheimer's, cancer, and many of you have buried loved ones recently. So I've been praying like crazy that this would be an encouragement and a moment of hope for you. For us as a family... As most of you already know, our storm hit 11 weeks ago on June 10th. My son Ben, his wife Erin, who's here this morning, Charlie, Bailey, and Kaya and their children were driving down Interstate 10 in Florida on a family vacation when their Honda Pilot was struck by a pickup truck that had lost control and hydroplaned into the side of their Pilot. Early that afternoon on Wednesday, Johnny Rogers, our programmer, came into my office, and he said, your wife's trying to reach you. There's been some kind of a traffic accident. You need to go home. Johnny looked at me and he said, I hope it's not serious. And I said, me too. As soon as I got home, I started making calls to the Florida Highway Patrol until I finally reached Tallahassee Memorial Hospital. And then I reached Aaron. And I will never forget in my lifetime that phone call. It went like this. Hello. Aaron, this is Dave. Are you okay? Dave, is Linda with you? Yes. Dave, there's been an accident. I think I'm okay. Kaya is in ER, and we think she might be okay. Ben, Charlie, and Bailey did not survive. My mind would not compute. It could not hear what she had said. So I did what I do. I said, Aaron, I think I heard you say Ben, Charlie, and Bailey are dead. Is that right? She said, yes, Dave. That's the phone call none of us ever want. Oh, Aaron, we will be leaving for Florida as soon as possible. Thank you, Dave. My wife was standing right beside me as I said those words. She obviously broke down and our lives were changed forever with that accident and phone call. One thing that has gotten really clear to me these past 11 weeks, is storms will come. Jesus talked about it in Matthew chapter 7. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, said Jesus, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Storms come into every life. In fact, think about this. Every love relationship on earth ends in some kind of pain. Death is evil. It's a part of the curse and punishment for sin God pronounced in the Garden of Eden. Storms and death are a reality. We will all experience this kind of pain on this earth. Storms will come, and Jesus said, they'll come in waves. Did you ever notice that in the verse? The rain came down, first wave. The streams rose, second wave. The winds blew and beat against the house, third wave. The storms will come, and they'll come in waves. Wave after wave after wave. We've had our waves. Pain, grief, loss, hurt. And Jesus says there will be waves in your storm, too. On the drive to Florida, leaving one hour after the phone call, I groaned and Linda cried in grief, pain, and loss. We traveled 20 hours, and during that time, we called Ben's brothers and sisters, who then were in shock, who then had to tell their, our grandchildren, their children, that Ben and Charlie and Uncle Ben, uh, Ben, and Bailey were gone. And we called other family members who were engulfed in the surrender storm. Unbelievable shock and pain in that instant. Three cherished family members gone in an instant. I would be passing a vehicle on the highway, tears rolling down my eyes, and all I could do, first time experience, was groan. All I could do was groan. And my prayer was one word, one word. That was the most I could do. No sentences, no paragraphs. Help. Help. I literally thought I was going to die. I did not think that I was going to physically live through this intense pain. This was the first wave of the storm, shock. It lasted for days and weeks. I never knew you could hurt like this. The hospital in Florida was another wave. Both families, Barry and Cindy, Aaron's sister, Brooke, tried to support and care for Aaron and Kaya. We talked, we cried, we hugged, we prayed, we supported each other down in Florida, we told stories. We got the three bodies released and flown back home, and then we brought Aaron and Kaya home. At one point, I got on Google Hangout on my iPad, and then I realized they don't put mirrors in hospitals. For when I saw my face, on that Google Hangout, and I saw my kids. I looked at that picture of my face, and the first thing I said to my kids who were in Ames, I said, uh, I look 100 years old. I look terrible. Pain. They said, no, Dad, you look like you always look. <laughs> now, what I've learned is once we hung up, they turned to each other and goes, boy, Dad looks bad. And if Ben had been there, Ben was our hilarious one, he would have said right to my face, right on Google Hangout, No, Dad, you look 150 years old. (laughs) Getting ready for the funeral and visitation and burial was another wave of the storm. I now have two new saddest moments in my life. I had one before, it doesn't even rate. One sad moment was when I watched Aaron on Wednesday night at the funeral home, leave our family group, walk into the chapel of the funeral home and visit the bodies of Ben, Charlie, and Bailey by herself. She needed to do it. It was the right thing to do. It's what a mom and a wife should do. It killed me. It crushed me. It took every ounce of willpower to not go put my arms around her and try to protect her, but she had to do it. The second one happened in the atrium of our church right before the public visitation when I watched my wife say goodbye before they closed the caskets for the final time, crushing. it. Ours was a storm that hit hard and fast in an instant with waves that will reverberate for the rest of our lives. Let me repeat, some of you are in storms that drag on for years and years and years, and you haven't had a good night's sleep in weeks. On Friday, I spent an hour with one of my friends in a storm who's fighting a critical health issue for two years, and I mean, there's no end in sight. Moving on slowly with life brings new waves of pain, even today. Just this past Monday was the beginning of school in Cedar Falls. Such a happy day, filled with uh, excitement and fun and learning. Kids going to kindergarten for the first time. Isn't that cute? (laughs) Teachers excited. We have seven grandkids starting back to school this week. It's like crazy good week. And a deeply sad week. It's the perfect example of what we've taught in our church for, for um, years, two rails of life. Uh, Rick Warren uh, said at one point he thought life was simply mountain peaks and valleys. And sometimes you're in a valley and sometimes you're on a mountain peak. Now he says and has written about, and I agree with strongly, that life is more like two rails and one rail is a constant kind of joy and thankfulness and seeing the gifts of God. And the other rail is deep loss and sadness and grief. And they both come at the same time. And on the beginning of the school, this week, we had both. I teach our staff at the church to get ready for this. Some of you, most of you have experienced it, but you haven't named it. It's like we had a new grandbaby born on Monday and Grandpa died on Thursday. Both rails. It's like the family who came to our Christmas Eve service and they felt so much joy except for they had to leave there and go to hospice to be with their mom, both rails. It was like that for us this week. On Monday, the first day of school, we're so grateful that my daughter and her family and husband have moved to town to support us. We walked with four grandkids um, to school with joy and then we walked home silently in sadness. Reflecting on Charlie and Bailey did not return to Orchard Hill School this year, and Cedar Heights was grieving the loss of Ben on that first day. And after that, I went and stood at the cemetery. Two rails, same day, same morning. It's almost like tragedy makes both rails more real and vivid. Kaya and I were swinging the other night and she said grandpa i'm happy about everything except daddy charlie and bailey an eight-year-old knows two rails first peter 1:6 talks about this it says this in this and what this is is the resurrection of jesus which it talks about for five verses in the resurrection of jesus in this you greatly rejoice. Present tense verb. That means in this moment. In this moment, in this, the resurrection of Jesus, you greatly rejoice. And in this moment, present tense verb, for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. In this moment. That's what it means to live in a broken world. Loved by God. So in this moment, you rejoice in the good news greatly, and now in this moment, you suffer grief and pain. Thursday, this past week, a couple days ago, was Charlie's 12th birthday. He would have been singing, playing the piano and cello, meeting new classmates, sword fighting with me, and I'd be losing, roughhousing with his sisters, joking with his dad, and giving big hugs to his mom. And this is not to be on this earth in this lifetime. Second rail, so night came, we lit a birthday candle, we sang happy birthday, we ate chocolate cake Charlie loved, we cried, and we missed Charlie. And many, many of you, college students, parents, family, spouses, know that storms hit, and you could name your current storm, and you could name your roughest storm, and some of you have talked and shared with me about these storms, and it's a privilege To share together about this pain as children of God, as human beings made in the image of God, we get to walk together in suffering. And when I help you by listening and caring, and when you help me by hugging and listening and caring, we both get stronger. Please don't be afraid to share your pain with others. Because being a follower of Jesus, hear this, does not decrease the pain caused by the storm. I'm going to say that again. Being a follower of Jesus does not decrease the pain caused by the storm. We want to say to you clearly, this room full of my friends, Ben, Charlie, and Bailey, it's uh, The pain is extreme, excruciating, and unrelenting. It hurts. So if you've come this morning with a broken heart, it's okay. I came this morning with a broken heart. I have a 100 family members who are coming to one of these two services today with a broken heart. God loves you. And your pain is real. And your pain does not mean you do not have a strong faith. Faith does not decrease pain. You see, God hurts with you. He hurts for us. There was pain at the cross. Jesus knows pain and loss. He knows grief. Christianity is the one faith where our God voluntarily suffered great pain and loss for you and me. God knows and cares how we feel. However, we do not grieve like those without Jesus, we are not hopeless or in despair. We find comfort in knowing with great certainty that Ben, Charlie, and Bailey are with God in heaven. I'm going to invite the musicians out. We put a song in the middle of my teaching. On that day of the funeral, when I stood at the cemetery surrounded by our family in front of three caskets, there should never be three caskets at the front of a chapel or at one burial. I looked at those three caskets and I had this very strong thought. Never have I understood and felt so deeply the importance of the resurrection of Jesus. His resurrection, hear this, really matters when you're burying somebody you love. It really matters, and it's proof of our eternity. And right now in this moment, we can do two things. We can celebrate with hope Ben Charlie and Bailey are in heaven. We count on it. We believe it with all our heart. And we groan in pain. They found the song. It says this, even when we hurt, even when it hurts, I will praise for me on Tuesday and the first thing I thought was our 20-hour drive to Florida is God big enough to take those groans all I could do is groan is he big enough and loving enough to take those groans and translate them into praise I didn't sing a song I didn't say a single sentence of praise But I think God is big enough and loves me enough. He took those groans. He said, there's my man, my child, Dave Bartlett and Linda. And they're in great pain, but they still trust. It's praise. And so if you're up in the middle of the night in your storm and all you have is questions, I think God can take that and he can say his child praising It would be an an understatement to say I've learned some things in the past 11 weeks. One of the things I've learned is uh, that the best time to build a house on the rock of Jesus is before the storm comes. Linda and I uh, had uh, 45 years uh, to build a house on the rock, and Barry and Cindy had over 40, I think, and uh, we didn't do it perfectly. At all. Not perfectly. In fact, I know both of us as couples would say we'd do a hundred things differently. But yet, we tried to make Christ the center of our homes. And then the storm came. We did our best. And then Ben and Aaron built their house on the rock of Christ before the storm came. And the front door of their deal is one of those plaques that says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you walk in and you see memory verses on the wall where Ben and Aaron were teaching their kids. And Ben's bookshelves filled with uh, theological truths about God and hilarious Stephen King books. And uh, (laughs) they have a mission statement. The Bartlett family, and this is them, not us, them. Love and obey God. Love and serve our neighbors. Love and serve each other. And I watch young families come into our church. Into our atrium on Sunday mornings or into the theater in Grundy. And my heart just prays build your house on the rock now. It really matters. And a life constructed upon the rock will hold when the storm strikes? Hear this it may not hold the way you think it will but it will hold. It's a promise of Jesus. Several of us in the family had the same experiences, pain, loss, groaning, what felt like a distance in our relationship with God. I didn't feel anything but pain for a couple weeks, literally. And then quietly, over time, an awareness that we are on a rock. Linda said she heard a whisper very early in the storm, I've prepared you over a lifetime for this. I heard no whisper. One morning, I simply asked myself this. This is three or four weeks into the storm. With so much pain, how am I still standing? Jason, our son-in-law, said during the storm he lost his intimacy with God. He didn't have a sense that God was present, but then he realized he was standing on something solid. So it's not gonna be the way you think. It's not gonna be easy. But God is that rock we can stand on. And here's the cool thing. God is both the rock we stand on and he showed up in the storm. On the the way to Florida, I'm groaning and painting. This is maybe hour 10 or 12, and I get this thought. My pain is real and deep, but so much less than Aaron's. I lost a son and two grandchildren. Ah! Aaron lost a husband and a son and a daughter. Three-fifths of her family, like that. And God was there in the storm at the scene of the accident. Jeff already told you about uh, Jeff Mora, who carries their picture and prays for him, and who was one of the law enforcement officers who told us God was there. You could feel it. Randall Beach An off-duty law enforcement officer was one of the first passing by, and he got out of his vehicle, and he's the one who helped Aaron and Kaya leave from their wrecked vehicle. They were sitting right beside it, way too close, to up by his vehicle. And then he stayed until the scene was cleared. This off-duty follower of Jesus. And the hospital staff in Florida were unbelievable, unbelievable in their care and love. I want to read with permission the text of a note written by Aaron to Celebration Baptist Church in Tallahassee. Remember, we're talking about God shows up in the storm, and Aaron wants to say this at this point, that many people here in this room and in Florida and in the Cedar Valley, including lots of different churches, helped us. Here's her note. Thank you for listening to God's promptings and being there for me, my daughter, Kaya, and the rest of my family. In the first days after the car accident, I totally believed, Aaron, my husband and two kids were in heaven and that God was with me and Kaya, but I couldn't feel his presence. I really wanted to feel God's love surrounding me, or I wanted to have a, it is well with my soul, kind of a feeling, but I didn't. I knew there were many people praying for us and offering any help they could provide. But at that time, they just seemed like nice, compassionate people that felt bad for us. It wasn't until I read a text that my sister Brooke, who was in Florida with me, sent back home. She texted. Remember, this is Aaron writing. But now here's the text that Brooke sent. I have met the hands and feet of Jesus today and heard about even more hands and feet. I'm heading with one of Jesus' hands and feet right now to the Verizon store. Aaron's phone had been lost. A local church has adopted Aaron and Kaya and our family. Now, Aaron goes back to write the note. This text helped me a lot to see that Jesus was present. It just wasn't what I was looking for. So thank you so much for listening for God's voice or stirring in your hearts and for being so willing and happy to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Love, Aaron and Kaya. Orchard Hill Church and lots of other family and friends and other churches, both here, both in Florida and here in the Cedar Valley, were the hands and feet of Jesus to us. God showed up through these hands and feet. We saw the church at its best. Lynn and I received an overwhelming flood of cards each with a personal note and a condolence and an encouragement, and almost every single card, almost every one, well over 300, was a promise to pray. Aaron and the White Hills and our extended family all received an overflow of cards and condolences. It's a holy moment to read those bags of cards. I've read them several times. You cannot read them in one or two evenings. It takes a week of evenings to read our cards. And just understand, there's a powerful healing in those words that were expressed. Aaron received financial support that covered the cost of the funerals and many other family needs along the way. Incredible generosity. Checks written cash given by the hands and feet of Jesus you guys fingers making digital transfers on phones and computers and tablets those of you who know how to do that uh, <laughs> the fingers and hearts of Jesus we literally felt the prayer support as a family we had the hands and feet of Jesus prepare for the funeral stand with us at the visitation so here's the story so Kaya and her grandpa we loved her wheelchair she had two casts she had a wheelchair On the morning of the funeral, I thought we could get up early and go to the church and wheel around unseen before anyone got to the church. I thought this would be fun. We could race and just have some fun. But when I arrived before 8 o'clock, the place was full of people, all dressed for the funeral. Kaya was in her pajamas. I was unshowered in my sweats and T-shirt. And you got people in suits and stuff. The musicians, the tech people, the ushers, the greeters, some church board members, staff, funeral home people some of you all there before eight o'clock serving our family i didn't even think you'd be up yet hands and feet of jesus the hands and feet of jesus brought meals drove us home from the des moines airport in the middle of the night some crazy hands and feet of jesus drove to florida to pick up our car and drive it home so that linda and i could fly we had hands and feet get us seven plane tickets home for free We had hands and feet of Jesus fix Aaron's truck for free. We had him continue to mow Aaron's lawn all summer for free. On and on and on and on, the hands and feet of Jesus. So we began to see how the human hands and feet of God and feel the presence of God with us, and this helped us sense the strong rock of Christ underneath us. So listen, if you are in a storm and you are not sensing the presence of God, please take another look. He's there. He's not only the rock we stand on. He's right in the midst of the storm. He's there. You just have to like Aaron. Look again. One of Linda's favorite verses, Romans 8, 38, and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, not even the tragic death of Ben, Charlie, and Bailey, will separate us from the love of Christ that The love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So your storm will come. It will come in waves. You will experience great pain and loss in the storms. The fact that Ben, Charlie, and Bailey are in heaven does not decrease our pain. It gives us hope. We look forward to the family reunion one day. We do not grieve like those without pain. We need to build our house on the rock before the storms come. Jesus promised life built on the rock will stand. Our church mission statement is this, helping next generations encounter and follow Jesus to bless a broken world. Orchard helped Bailey and Charlie stand on that rock. On Charlie's nightstand were five books, the Adventure Bible, the Action Bible, the Language of God, you science people will know that one, the Case for Christ for Kids, and Python programming. I understand four of the five. (laughs) On both Bailey and Charlie's bedroom doors were uh, nativity scenes that speak to their faith and learning. Aaron and Kaya are continuing to stand on the solid and true rock and we are so proud of Aaron and Kaya I want my money my effort my time my prayers to go to a church who will be the hands and feet of Jesus just like this and in the Cedar Valley and in Waverly and in Grundy where we have campuses there are many churches doing this I'm convinced Orchard does it well God created you me Charlie, Bailey, Ben, Aaron, Kaya and each day to us is life each day of life is a gift I had to choose that I stood at their uh, caskets when they were just getting ready to close and I knew I had a choice to make am I gonna live in the pain and loss or am I gonna see their lives as a gift Ben was a son and a best friend of mine for 39 years That's a gift. Charlie was my first grandson. He taught me to be a grandpa. He taught me to love the word grandpa. That's a gift. Bailey, nine years, was a gift. She taught me to actually love animals. (laughs) God sent a part of himself, his son Jesus, to live and then die on a brutal cross. We as a family will continue to trust God in the midst of this storm. We will. We have simply had to surrender and trust God and believe his promises. We have not invested a lot of time. A lot of people want to know this, of asking the why questions. Instead, we trust, we surrender, we understand. There is much we do not and will not understand. I want to challenge you right now, before the band comes, to build your house on the rock today. I want to urge you to get in the church whether it's our church or some other church, on a weekly basis so the words of Jesus, you can hear them regularly and let them sink in. I urge you to be his hands and feet. I urge you to walk with other Christ followers in a small friendship group. I urge you to move from participating when it's convenient to making this true and solid rock a key part of your life. If you have a church home, and you're here with us this morning. We celebrate your coming. Get back to that church home. Invest there. Become of what a part of what they're doing. And if you don't have a church home, a spiritual place, then I urge you to come and give Orchard Hill a try or another Christian church down the road. Let's pray. Uh, dear God, for those in the room who know storms, I pray that... Uh, you would be very present with them in these next few moments. And I thank you, God, with my room full of friends that you were present at the accident and that you've been present with Aaron and Kaya and our family every day since then. And you are present, dear God, in the storms these good folks are experiencing right now. Thank you. Amen. You are a uh, you are a child of God. You are a child of God and he loves you.
4: You unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song Of deliverance of my enemies Till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a slave to me. I am a child God. I'm no longer a slave I am a child God. For my mother you have chosen me Love has called my name I've been born again To your family. Your blood flows through my name. I'm no longer staying <laughs> no longer a slave to me. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave
3: This would have been Ben's 10th year to lead worship at the gathering. He would have sat right here, had a smile on his face, orange pants, and he would have been worshiping his heart out. We left it empty today for a very, very important reason. Not just to honor Ben, but to ride you and me. Ben's days are done. God has taken him to heaven. Our college students, moms and dads, little kids. Dave Barlett, God has given us more time. Retired folks, you think you're too old to do anything. You're not. God has given you more days to serve him. Ben and Aaron's mission statement, love and, serve, love and obey God. Love and serve each other. Love and serve our neighbors. If anyone in the room needs to take a big step towards Jesus, if anyone needs to cross the line of faith, this would be a perfect moment during these next two worship songs to give all that you know of yourself to all that you know of god in jesus christ and just say the same thing i said on the way to florida help me jesus know you better let's worship michael michael i think we should stand up and we should like really worship god
4: Put your prayers, our so we.
5: my trouble oh you are the peace in my trouble see
3: to thank you for coming. Uh, we do have a team of prayers. Some of you after this service may want a time to pray against the far wall of the uh, lobby out there. There's a table and a room where any of you want someone to talk to or pray, we have a team standing ready to pray with you. And Orchard Hill Partners, Orchard Hill Church Partners. We have a lot of work to do this year to be salt and light and to build uh, Bless a broken world. We have a lot of work to do, so let's go do it. And those of you from other churches, there are a lot of you. Go and serve your church and serve Jesus gladly. And now we have a closing. All right, let's sing this together.
4: Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness here, show your mighty hand yeah. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. When this nation back, change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom out here we pray. Praise God from all blessings flow. God from table out there for people that would love to talk to you or pray with you. So head out there. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming, guys.